Hello. Welcome to the Valley View podcast, episode 58. The podcast is once again my dad's age, and my name is still Tyler, and I'm still here with Matt. What will happen if our church moves to a different location that's not on Valley View Drive? Will the podcast have to change its name if we're not meeting here anymore? No. I mean, I think we can discuss it if that time comes, Uh but I think the Valley View podcast is a good name. Uh like regardless of where we are Uh like maybe the church would even decide never to move off of valley because because of of the the valley view podcast right 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 look at you coming off with coming up with off the cup off the cuff discussion topics on the podcast getting out of your comfort zone a little bit there yeah feels good wow but yeah this is episode 58 58 and uh this week we do have a sponsor uh we're really glad that uh this company jumped on board yeah this is a unique one i i really don't know much about this company so i'm looking forward to hearing more about them here yeah, this week's uh, episode of the podcast is sponsored not just by the company Brother, but specifically by Brother Company's Laminators. Uh, they, I know they have cool laminating devices. I actually don't know if they've moved into the, the heated laminate game, um, but yeah, they're, they're really space. convenient. Yeah, all you just have to do is, is go out to a shop, buy some, buy some sheets of laminate or rolls of laminate. You can hook it up to your Brother Laminator and get your cool laminating done. Works for playing cards or uh, Star Wars Epic Duels cards or anything else that you might want to laminate. So thank you to Brother Laminators for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. I wonder why they chose the name Brother over Sister for their company. Uh, the, the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Sister Laminators. Maybe that um, sounds like mischief going on in your house if you... Or a, a laminator of your sister. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like you're also being mischievous if you laminate your brother. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that really matters. Good point. In, anyway, thank you, brother laminators. Um, do we know where they're located? Are they a Twin Cities company? Absolutely not. Okay. I can Google it if you'd like. We'll just, we'll just assume that they're. I actually, to be honest with you, I don't even know if the company's called Brother. <laughs> I, you know, looking at the laminator that they sent us, it says Brother on it, and yet. Is that the company? Who's to say? So check it out. Google and see if it is called Brother, the company. And if it's not, then whatever company it is called, get their laminators. Tyler, I'm going on vacation this week. I know you are. You leave tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow. This is probably the the most, maybe not most, this has got to be close to the most, like the earliest we've recorded a podcast before it comes out. Mm. We're recording this on Tuesday, July 12th. And this comes out on Thursday, July 21st. Yeah, that would be the, that'd be right. Yeah. I'd be right. Um, I'm, I, uh, I've got some questions to ask you about vacation. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Then we're going to talk about Titus. We should point out, uh, we kind of talked about vacations a couple times before, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like with our yeah. honeymoon discussion specifically. Yeah. Uh, Matt has assured me that this is not that. No. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. This is what I call the finer points of vacation, <laughs> the stuff that no one ever really talks about that should be talked about. And that is almost exactly how he framed this with me yesterday. <laughs> It's just a very, a very mat way of, of hosting a podcast conversation. Tyler, do you care about leaving on time for your vacation? Yes. I care about being on time for absolutely everything in my life. So yes, that applies to vacation as well. So if you guys decide we're leaving on vacation and we should leave at eight o'clock, how do you feel if you're sitting in the car at 8.03 and you um, still have not left yet. The vacation is off to a bad start. What kind of, um, 
what's visible on your face and what's going on inside of you at that moment. Frustration, anger, despair. (laughs) Dude, and it's, I I totally, Emily and I have talked about this. I totally recognize that it's completely arbitrary. Like the reason that I want to leave at eight is only because we said we're leaving at eight. Like it's, it's not like, it's not like we're missing like those three minutes of vacation time are going to just kill me. No, I just, it, we said, we're going to leave at eight. So we need to leave at eight. If we don't leave at eight, something has gone wrong. I know. I'm the same way. Like it totally doesn't matter if you show up at your destination. Like yeah. say you're going to a the hotel is going to be mad if you show up at yeah. 4.03 instead of four o'clock when check-in was at two. Like they don't care. No. And it doesn't matter to you at that point either. Yeah. It's all about those three minutes on the front end being a statement about whether you were able to get off on time or not. Yeah. It can ruin like the first 45 minutes of the trip. Yeah, right? totally. Totally. Until, until the GPS moves back to the ETA that you were hoping for, <laughs> then you, then you feel better. again. Why, why do we have to be that way? That, that's like, um, I, I really don't want to be that kind of a person. Oh, I do. I, I like being on time. Timeliness is very important. To but me. is it worth ruining the trip for everybody else to be that way? I don't think um, so. I mean, ideally no, but they could just be on time and then it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> so 45 minutes of frustration and silence in the car for the first 45 minutes seems like maybe a change of heart is required by me. I actually think I've grown a little bit in this area. That's good. Yeah. Maybe I will in the next 20 years. So we're trying to leave at 745. That's what I've told Tonight? everybody. No, tomorrow. tomorrow morning. Yeah. And so... Um, but now I kind of build it in because mm-hmm. seven forty-five. But if we don't end up leaving till eight, that, that's going to be okay. Yeah. So, so I actually am a little, even a little bit more like intense about this than you because I am almost unwilling to plan in that time because I'm just like you should be on time. Like I don't, I don't want to lie to you and say seven forty-five. So then it's okay that you're late. Like I just be on time. Do you recognize though that there can be things that happen during the morning that would be legitimate reasons to yes. not be on time? Yes. Like, I mean, I'm still frustrated, but like, I get it. Like mm-hmm. a, a few days ago, we were like two minutes late because Emily was ready on time and then spilled coffee all over the microwave. Like, I understand that she didn't do that on purpose. Like, I'm not mad about that, right. but I still am like, oh, wish we would have left on time. <laughs> so yes, there are reasons. Emily, I'm sorry if that embarrassed you. Please, please still love me and be married to me. <laughs> Tyler, you know those little bottles of shampoo and uh, conditioner and body wash at the hotel? Yeah. Do you use those? Yeah. You do? Mostly just the shampoo. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Why don't you use the other two? I don't. So I use three-in-one. Um, my friends love to... Wait, there's a three-in-one? I thought no, there not was at the hotel. A... I'm just saying in my life. Oh, I use okay. three-in-one. Okay. My friends love to call me a heathen and say that I should just get 13-in-one at that point. Like, wash my hair and then my dog and then my windows with the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, like... I, the reason I use three in one is because it seems to me intuitive that shampoo will clean everything, right? If it cleans your hair, it's going to clean your body too. Huh. But body wash, I would be uncomfortable putting on my hair because it's not made for hair. Right, right, right. That's, so, that's kind of the way I feel. Too. Yeah. So at a hotel, I typically am not like, oh, let me take the annoying amount of time it takes to get all three of those tiny little bottles open. Uh-huh. Let me just shampoo my hair, maybe okay. conditioner. Okay. But like, I don't really feel, I feel like the shampoo can wash my body just as well as the body wash can. Let's say that you run out of something in your room that you really need, right? Like Uh towels or the little shampoo bottles, or maybe a a thing of soap. And you have recognized that the, the little supply closet with the little cart is like right across the hall from your room. Yeah. And the door is like a jar. Yeah. 
would you ever go help yourself to what's in the cart for whatever you yeah. need, as opposed to going down to the front desk and asking for I'd, it? I'd never have been in that situation, but I totally would. Would you? Why would yeah. you not? Well, I would too. Yeah, I just why would you not? not? Well, you might not, a person might not because they might feel like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be in that closet. Like, that's <laughs> I'm not my stealing cart. this towel. <laughs> It's not so much about I'm not supposed to be using this stuff because it is for you. Yeah. It's more about like, is this the proper procedure? Oh, right. Actually, I can think of a couple of people that I know that probably would feel right. they, they would feel like right. they need to go to the front desk and ask rather than taking it. But right. I am not in that. I'm not in that group. Because what if like you're you're in the closet with the light on, like helping yourself? You've got an arm full of like yeah. the shampoos and you've got a few towels and you've got like another box of Kleenex and you got all this stuff. And then the manager walks down the hall. And looks in there and you're in there hoarding all your stuff. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you just don't take a gigantic amount. If you want a bunch and you're that worried about that, just take a couple trips. Maybe grab two towels and then come back and grab two more. But no, I, I'm right I, across the hall. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, easy. I feel like I would feel no shame though. <laughs> just grab what I need. <laughs> I mean, it's there, it's literally for me. Like, Have you ever gone down to the front desk to ask for more towels? <clears throat> never. My mom does that. Sorry, oh. mom. I don't think she has anything to feel bad about. For well, I, I mentioned her on the podcast, so I have to apologize. Okay. It's in my contract. <laughs> oh, right. For mentioning her. Okay. Yeah. Now, some people, when they go into a hotel room, are very concerned about the cleanliness of the room. Not that that's a bad concern, but they do things like get the Clorox wipes out and wipe down every surface. Who wipe, does that? Wipe down the remote. Oh, I, I'm not going to name names. Someone in your they family does the, that? They know who they are. I'm not saying they're in my family. I'm not saying they're not. Somebody in Matt's family does I, this. I know of people. I got to sleuth this out. <laughs> who the first thing they do, especially post-COVID, yeah. is go in and do like their own thorough cleaning of the room. Just tell me how you feel about those concerns and whether you could ever see yourself doing something like that. I mean, I don't like, I don't think you're a bad person. Like I, if that's what you're wondering, <laughs> like I, I don't think you're like a defective member of society. I just, I think that's a level of um, concern that I don't have. Mm. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I've just never really thought to do that. So you're that okay. You're fine picking up the remote control of the TV without doing anything special to it and just punching the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me I mean, too. yeah. Me and too. if like, like, I, I guess I would assume that either the people, the, the, the room cleaners cleaned it uh -huh. or, um, I mean, it's been sitting there for a few hours. Like okay. the germs have probably made their way off of the remote by then. <laughs> Cause if, especially if you're worried about COVID, like that's not how COVID's transmitted. Like you're, I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but you're like so much more likely to get it from breathing the air, which I think does get just like kind of Clorox the air when you walk in, you know, than you are from the COVID landing on the remote sitting there for four hours. And then you touch the remote and touch your mouth and get COVID. Like that's just much less likely. So <clears throat> on the Valid View podcast today, we're enjoying hearing about Tyler's hotel habits. Um, Let's say you check into the way room. To, way to frame that. Up. <clears throat> say, let's say you check into the room at two forty-five in the afternoon. How long is it before the television comes on in the hotel room? <clears throat> <laughs> it's funny. The last few trips I've been on, well, that that seems to imply something that doesn't typically happen, where you check in the room at two forty-five and you're like turning in for the night. You know. <laughs> Like I would feel like, so on my last few trips, they've been with my family and we've gone to the hotel, we've dropped our stuff and then we've gone to what we were doing. But the trips before that is when I was like on a disc golf trip. And so I got to the hotel in the evening 
and I turned on the TV and then went to bed soon after. Should anybody ever be in a hotel room at 2.45 with no plans to go out for the rest of the day? No. I don't think so. Why are you traveling? <laughs> Do that at your house. <laughs> Unless you got up super early to get on the road. I and, don't. And 2.45 is really more no. like 6.30. I don't think so. <clears throat> I, think even if, Still. I think even if you left your house at like midnight, because that's, that's the earliest you can get up in the day, right? Like you're not going to wake up sure. at 11 p.m. Yeah. You can say so you got up at midnight. By 2 p.m., you should still be awake for a little bit longer. Okay. Get, be awake till dinner, at least. Come on. Okay. All right. So you, you check into your hotel room. <clears throat> you open the door. And on, you know how they have a, a little, like, desk or table, whatever? Yeah. Right. Um, on the desk is an open jar of queso and a bag of chips um, that's open. And there's, like, not a lot, but there's a few crumbs. Okay. In there. Okay. How do you handle that situation? I go down and ask for either a different room or or my room to be cleaned. Did you think I was going to say I eat the chips? <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. I was not going to say I, I would not eat the chips. I do draw the line somewhere with cleanliness. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, if the if the bed's not made or like somebody else's stuff is in there or yeah, or if there's food, like, yeah, I'm going to go ask them to clean the room or give me a different room. I just, if I walk in the room and I say, yep, this hotel room was clean. I don't have concerns. Okay. So the, the reason I ask you that is because that actually happened to us one time. Did you eat the chips? It, <clears throat> we were in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it was real flame. Di- Put Lafayette on blast, dude. <laughs> we were in Lafayette. I think it was Hampton Inn, Lafayette, and it, it was really late. It was probably like ten thirty or eleven o'clock. Oh, that's the worst. You're like family. ready for bed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Four Walk into our kids. room on the bed, open jar of queso, open bag of chips. So we did just exactly what you said, went back to um, the front desk, said, hey, we need uh, asked if they had a different room. There was no different room, mm-hmm. said, hey, we can't stay in there. It's got to be clean. So they had to call in the cleaner because nobody wow. was there to clean. So we had to sit in the lobby. Did you feel bad? No, we didn't feel bad. Okay. We, we just felt, you know, I guess a little bit put out because we had to sit in the lobby for an hour. Yeah, that's watch frustrating. A Disney movie while we were waiting for the cleaner to arrive and then clean and then get to go into the room. And how old was your youngest kid on that trip? Uh, probably two or three. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> so you have yeah. like between yeah. what, like the ages of two and nine, four kids yes. between the ages of two and nine? Yes. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, yes, it was. Because <laughs> you, then you're up till midnight, you're tired. They've got to be like exhausted. Exactly. And all because of a jar of queso yeah. and a bag of chips. So I'm assuming, yeah, your kids were too young to think about eating the, the queso um most of them were okay so the oldest was interested <laughs> now i'm not saying they were interested but they um you know would have thought about it maybe I okay because i feel sorry, like Nathan, at, sorry Anna. yeah <laughs> like at, at this age of your kids i feel like calvin would just run it and eat it like because <laughs> i mean I if, I, if i was a middle school boy i would i would be interested in eating the like cool a bag of chips yeah really it's right there for me <laughs> this is probably an amenity right it, it's supposed to be here oh right. yeah all right you get up in the morning, you go down to... The- I, I'm loving this discussion, by the way. This is really good. Okay, well, I hope this our listeners podcast are gold. <laughs> get up in the morning, you go down to breakfast, right? You're at, a, you're at one of those hotels that offers a breakfast, yeah. that offers even like a hot breakfast. Can I, tell a, can I tell a quick story? Absolutely. The worst continental breakfast I ever had. It was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Put another town on blast in the South. Um, Little Rock, Arkansas, they advertised continental breakfast. I woke up the next morning for my continental breakfast. They had dry fruit loops with no milk. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
the Fruit Loops were just in their intended state. Yeah. Right? Like it was a good, a good box of Fruit Loops. No, it wasn't it's a box. It was no, one of those like dispensers. Yeah. Okay. Turn the crank. Yeah. And they kind of get messed up on their way yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That's up. all they had. They had, they had nothing else. <laughs> that was their continental. Purpose. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was between 20 March of 2020 and the spring of 2022. So it COVID probably had something to do with it. But like, I literally was like, oh, cool. At least I'll get a breakfast at this hotel. I woke up the next morning and I got dry Fruit Loops and that was my breakfast. <laughs> I don't even like Fruit Loops. That's terrible. Well, anyway, it, it's sorry. A, it's a good segue to the question because my question was going to be, you go to the buffet. What are you on the lookout for? Like, what do you really hope is there? Ideally. I just thought of a joke. Oh, by the way, the, the trip that that happened, the Fruit Loops happened on was the, the disc golf one that we talked about on the short episode of the podcast. Uh, but if there's a normal good hot breakfast, uh, I'm hoping that there is bacon. I like bacon. Yeah, but you know how a lot of times in the the hotel breakfast bacon, it's really slimy and it's all stuck together. It's still bacon. Okay. You just grab more bacon. Okay. I also, oh, actually my real answer though, like the bacon was like, yeah, sure. But like my real answer is I love those omelets. Like those omelets with like queso cheese in the middle of them. So good. Those things are amazing. I could eat like 10 of those, the little like mini omelets. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Are you ever getting into the little fridge that has the cartons of milk and the yogurt? Oh, of course. Well, not yogurt, but yeah, I take milk. Huh. All right. I don't like yogurt very much. Okay. I like gogurt. You like gogurt, but not yogurt. Yes, because I don't like chunks in smooth things. This is a strange food. I feel bit the of same mine. way actually. Yeah. So gogurt is smooth, uh-huh. but yogurt okay. a lot of times will have chunks. And yeah. I've been betrayed too many times by yogurt I thought was smooth that I just stay away from yogurt these yeah. days. Okay. You know what I think is I think it's slightly overrated. I know I'll probably get torn apart on at pull votes Tyler for saying this. I kind of think the like cup of waffle thing is overrated. <laughs> I'm not particularly so you get I'm, the little Dixie cup, yeah, and you put it under the spigot and you get the waffle batter out and then you pour it in the iron yeah i'm not particularly interested in that i mean so maybe part of it is just my like obsession with everything being as efficient as possible like that that takes a little while it's like two three minutes i wondered if that was the objection it It might be i i didn't think of that until now but that might be but even even so like i make that waffle and i eat it and i'm like yep that's uh that's a waffle i don't know it doesn't it just I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, yes, I cannot wait to have this waffle. Uh-huh. But I just don't feel like that. Yeah, well, I can understand that. You know what What I really don't care for is the um, the toast, um, the moving toast machine thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the assembly line. What am I? What what word am I looking for? You put, know. you know, you put your toast in there and then it, it rides this little ride through the toaster and then it spits it out the bottom. Yeah. And then it just kind of sitting there. And you probably forget about nice. it. Check out that toast. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to stand there the whole time. Yeah, you're going to go get other food. I'm going to go get other stuff. And then maybe I remember to go back and get my toast. And then there's always a couple pieces sitting there because someone else forgot to get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the most risky breakfast buffet food is? Um, I don't mean risky as in like it can make you sick, but risky as in like sometimes they're so good and sometimes they just are almost inedible. Scrambled eggs. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think scrambled eggs are always below average at, at hotels. <laughs> I don't know if I've had good scrambled eggs at a Pretty hotel. Bad. So what would you call the riskiest? Breakfast potatoes. Oh. Sometimes they're like so well seasoned and like really well cooked and they're so good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, this is almost a raw potato, you know, like, like sometimes they yeah, sometimes they put like some peppers on it, maybe like some good, like spices and you eat it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I need more. But then other times, like you're just eating a potato. So it's 12.30 a.m. Okay. You're trying to sleep. 
and you realize that the television next door to you and that the the room next to you is super loud and you can't sleep okay <laughs> this is, okay, continue. so it's 12 30 you can't sleep because the tv next door is blaring how do you handle that situation do you knock on the door and talk to the person do you call the front desk do you just try to forget about it what do you what do you do? so i want your answer to this question because okay. i can't really answer it because i sleep too hard like, ah, okay. i would i would if i was awake because of the tv mm-hmm. it's because i didn't go to bed until then mm-hmm. and if i'm awake because of the tv i'm going to be asleep within five ten minutes so i, I would just wait it out uh-huh. because either the tv is going to go off and then i'm going to fall asleep or i'm going to fall asleep before it turns off I think I try the front desk to see if anybody's there. That's the. I feel like that's the most passive aggressive. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mode. But you know, I, you don't know who's in the room, right? Yeah, I, I don't really want to have a confrontation with somebody like yeah. an angry one because then I'm probably not getting back to sleep yeah. after that because it's like you have you're this... rethinking the conversation for the next four hours. Exactly. But you call the front desk, see if they can take care of it. If they if there's no one there or if it doesn't make any um, doesn't make a dent in the problem, then I think I'm just stuffing it and trying to get some sleep anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that um, at least calling the front desk is like the respectful kind of passive aggressive, you know, like I think it I think that I would prefer if someone did that to me, like I get a knock saying, hey, you uh, you, we got a complaint. Could you turn it down? I would prefer that to a person like knocking on my door and saying like, hey, I was like really trying to sleep and like your TV was was disrupting me. Okay, bye. You know, like, I think the thing I would most prefer is just like, hey, I'm trying to sleep. Could you turn your TV down a little bit? Just like the nice direct like assertive, but not overly confrontational or overly passive aggressive. So you're at the swimming pool. Okay. At the hotel pool. How many of these do you have? This is the last one. Oh, I wish there was more. This is great. But we got to talk about Titus for like six minutes. We do. You're at the pool. <clears throat> it's you and a buddy. It's you and Emily, whatever. And um, there's also three kids who are like ages four and five. Okay. Swimming unsupervised. Oh, no. Okay. And... I was yawning. Um, and, you got, and, you, and you guys are done. You're ready to leave the pool, go back to your room. But you realize that if you do that, you're leaving the three, four, and five-year-olds on their own in the pool with no other adults. Okay. You've also seen a very large group of adults gathered in the lobby, um, like hanging out, visiting, having a lot of fun. And because of some stuff you've seen, you suspect that the kids are like members of that group. Okay. Sure. So how do you handle that situation? I would just go back to my room. Do nothing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like those kids are not my responsibility. That's a legitimate right? way. To, like, well, true. No, they're not. It's a legitimate way to handle the situation. I think the. Me. I think the only. But as a youth pastor. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're not youth. They're children. Um, I I think the only way that I would do something is if like I had caught the vibe or like somebody from that group had like given me a look, kind of kind of like. Well, telling you mean me, one of the kids? No, no, no one oh, of the adults. Okay. Like, oh, okay. like telling me without telling me, like, yeah you're you're supervising i would be annoyed by that but i think in that situation if i felt like they were like oh this guy is in charge of our kids i feel like then i would want to say something or at least like walk by them in a noticeable way so that they know i'm not there anymore (laughs) just it but basically if i feel like they have given me some level of responsibility Uh and i feel convicted to to adhere to that then i would do something but no no, just in a vacuum no i'm just gonna go back to my room okay like they're in charge of their kids they're in the lobby it's not like they're like it's not like you saw them go across the street to McDonald's or something, you know, like. True. But you can see yourself doing the slow walk across the lobby in front of them in your uh, swimming trunks with your towel slung over your shoulder, doing the slow walk to make sure they know that you're not there anymore. 
Well, I would try to, again, do it in a non-passive aggressive way. So I probably would just play on my phone as I walked by. Like I wouldn't like walk by looking at them or anything. Like that's awkward. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I think I would ask the kids, like, are your parents here? And really? maybe find out like where they are. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything to the kids. No. Okay. All right. Just like well, that may be the good move. I mean, it, maybe, unless they spoke to me, like unless they talked to me first. No, I'm not uh, going to start a conversation with the kids. Maybe what I would do is just say something at the front desk. I just feel like there'd be something in me that would want to make sure the kids were okay, even though they're not my kids. That well, what's the, what's gonna? I mean, I guess them drowning is the worst that could happen. Like, I don't think they're <laughs> yeah, really. That's pretty bad. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't really think they're going to get kidnapped because no, 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 that's no, that's not my concern. Yeah, like the, a person would have to like walk past. Yeah, all the people probably twice. It's just a water safety thing, you know. Like according to the hotel rules, technically they probably shouldn't be unsupervised. Yeah, but again, that's not you're not their supervisor. No, I'm not. Like they're unsupervised while you're in there. Perhaps I should not care at all. Perhaps I should just go about my business and um, let the kids be on there. I don't know. I think you're um, influenced by being a parent as well. Like I don't, I I don't have. Yeah, Yeah. like I don't have. Yeah, the feelings of being a parent to, to influence. Like I have youth pastor, but like. I think that's obviously different, you know. Speaking of pastor, there was this young pastor named, named Titus. Titus. Yeah. In Crete. He was in Crete. Crete is an island. Yeah. It? Crete's mm-hmm. an island. Sounds like Paul wanted him to stay and appoint elders for the church. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And it, a lot of people, they take the perspective that Titus maybe hasn't been doing a great job. Huh. Maybe has been a little lax because Paul's reminding him, like, the reason I left you there was so that you might appoint elders sure. for the church sure <laughs> paul also has some kind of negative things to say about the the cretans it's so funny he? dude yeah. he, there's literally it's like chapter one like cretans uh, as as a philosopher has he's like quoting some philosopher as a philosopher has said cretans <laughs> are like liars and gluttons and lazy brutes the <laughs> saying is true it, like yeah. speaking of people getting put on blast like the entire island of crete by paul and titus <laughs> so um a few weeks ago, we talked about maybe wading out into more controversial topics. Is this one controversial? Right? Well, you tell me, okay? If I read this, if I read these two verses in a church today, would this be controversial? If I read them very deliberately and slowly. Which, where is this? Okay. Titus chapter three, verses one and two. Okay. All right. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities. <laughs> to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another would that be controversial to read that today dude i feel like you read that and it's not controversial to the people listening because everyone's like yeah i do a great job of that but then as soon as you start to apply it yeah then people would get mad yeah and depending on what application you stressed people on both sides would get upset right right it's interesting to think especially about, the like, part about be submissive and obedient to your authorities yeah everyone yeah, would say everyone would probably say that they do that not everyone but a lot of people mm-hmm. would probably say that they do that mm-hmm. but then when you unpack what that means then suddenly yeah. and <clears throat> to be fair 
this is a very nuanced conversation now right about what does it look like to be submissive and obedient to the authority i've had to grow my understanding of that in the last two years yeah yeah i think it's it's really tough and i um a lot of churches have wrestled with that through the pandemic and and we may have to wrestle with that again in the future and probably will. And I'm not saying that my perspective would be the same in the future as it has been in the past. Like each situation is different. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll require pretty deep thought on how to respond in a godly way. Yeah. Cause I was all the, I, I was all about the very simple, like it's saying that you should do what your authorities say, unless they're telling you to disobey God. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like that's not adequate for me anymore because what does that mean like what what does it mm-hmm. mean that they're telling you to disobey god yeah like people have yeah. different definitions of what that means so i think it's more exactly. nuanced than even yeah that. yeah and <clears throat> as long as i read through verse three got to read verse four but when the goodness and loving kindness of god our savior appeared he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy i think that's one of the great verses for getting at the heart of the gospel. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Yeah. It's buried, kind of buried in Titus, you know, yeah. chapter three, like we yeah. don't often go Titus there. three. What a great, yeah. like, but it's, what I turn to every day. But it's such a clear articulation of salvation. Yeah. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity of that. I'm surprised you didn't ask me what I think of when I think of Titus. Tyler, what do you think of when you think of Titus? Do you think of how his name starts with a T and has five letters just like yours? No, I think I think of two things. I think of, um, we're going to go over with this, but you, sorry, podcast. I'll give um, me an extra 60 seconds. I think of the fact that uh, it illustrates that there are things that God can't do. Because mm. at the beginning of the book, it says that um, like Paul's writing like from, from the God who never lies, like mm. from the God who doesn't lie, like from the God who can't lie, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was 15, I was like, no, that's dumb to say that God can't sin. That's dumb to say that God can't do things. And I asked the director of the camp I was working at, like, are there things that God can't do? And he's like, yeah, God can't sin and God can't lie. Um, nice. So I think of that. And then I, there's, um, oh, I can never remember the precise passage. It, I think it's like, I'm going to try to do it from memory. I think it's, it's Titus. I was actually practicing this when I went to the bathroom, just full disclosure. Um, I think it's like Titus two, like maybe starting in 11 or Titus one starting in at it. It's just good gospel. Like it's I think it's Titus two. Cause I think it's after Paul is um, talking about what each group of people mm-hmm. is supposed to be doing like <laughs> yep. the, the old men and then the old women and the young men and then the young woman. And he, he, after explaining like, this is how your church is supposed to be ordered, like very practical. He, he then follows it. I think it's Titus two, like 11. And he says for, for the grace of God has appeared, which brings salvation to all mankind. It teaches us to say no to worldly passions and to live uh, like godly and self-controlled and upright lives as we await the blessed hope, the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who, and this is where I struggle, who, who came to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good. I think I missed something yeah, after that was, our great God and Savior. Yeah, a little bit, but that was really good. I, I really like um, that it calls Jesus our great God and savior because mm. people like to, if, if you're trying to argue against Christianity, especially from like a Jewish perspective, a lot of them will argue that, oh, the New Testament doesn't even call Jesus God. Mm. But I mean, this, this says our great God and savior, Jesus Christ. It does. And that's a Greek grammatical issue, which yeah. um, some people will uh, 
go one way on and some will go another. <clears throat> All right. Sorry for going long, everybody. Uh, the next episode of the podcast, I think, will either be live or just like two days early. Yeah. Because you're going on a trip and we'll catch up. I think so. And so when we when we check into the hotel tonight, we find ourselves short of something. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah. We should uh, just grab it from the closet across the hall. If it's a jar. Okay. We'll do All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>